Has the news got you down? Not with these funny guys. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller and Roya Mosinian. <laughs> shalom, shalom, everybody. Guess what day it is? It's Monday and it's a new year. So you know what that means? It's a brand new show on Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller from the Holy Land. And from the United States in Gullis is my co-host, Mr. Yakov Corin. How are you, Yakov? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. We're still in the year 5784. I'm just letting you know, okay? Yes, that is the Hebrew year. But in the secular year, uh, today is uh, New Year's Day. So let's just say Happy New Year to all our listeners, especially in the United States, which is where you are. Why don't you tell our listeners exactly where you are? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, uh, let me tell you exactly where I, where I am and, and give them directions right up to my doorstep. Um <laughs> Um, I just want to say also, too, yes, happy Gregorian New Year to those of you who celebrate um, 2024. For all those who celebrate. I hate when people say that. I hate when I see posts on social media that, uh, you know, Jews who write uh, uh, to all those who celebrate Merry Christmas or for to Rosh Hashanah for all those who celebrate Happy New Year. I mean, of course it's for those who celebrate. Who else would be celebrating except for either the people that celebrate us? So why say for all those who celebrate it? Either you do or you don't, babe. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so <laughs> I, see, uh, I you, see those messages all the time. I know, for those who celebrate. Anyway, you are out in California. The sun is rising for you, and the sun is setting for me here in Israel and yesterday, um, I actually uh, celebrated, I had New Year's here uh, 10 hours before you. So I actually, Yakov, I was in the future. You could have called me and I could have told you how miserable 2024 is going to be. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, hey, I, I could have turned this into a racket. I, I, you know, I, I, I could have called you up, Mr. Future Man. And then, you know, I, I could have got the info and then I could have sold it. That's right. That's right. Uh, like or, or at least I could have impressed people, you know. That's right. Um, so let's first say hello to all of our listeners. Of course, the United States of China, Australia, Canada, uh, United Kingdom, of course, Israel, New Zealand, Brazil, Ireland, Germany, Portugal, and Switzerland. Wow, we got a big crowd tonight. <laughs> Uh-oh. And from our producer, this just came in. Yakov, can you see? Can you see who just who's just popped on as a listener? Yep. Oh Novo, my God! I, go Novo Kubishvesk, Russian <laughs> Federation. I swear that who, <laughs> that sounds like you've had too. They've had too much vodka. I think whoever invented that town was so drunk on Russian vodka. They're like, no, Nova Kubishevsk, Russia. <laughs> I can't even pronounce that word. Nova Kubishevsk. Dobro pozhalovat. Welcome, welcome. Friends. Wow, is that the right pronunciation? What you just said? Uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> wow, look at you! You multi. I, I, I actually took a, a a Russian course when um, I studied. Well, I first, you know, studied uh, sciences, right? Okay, but then in the end, I realized I didn't have the patience to, uh, 
you know, I wanted to join the workforce that, you know, after a while, uh, I, I didn't have the patience to go through to a PhD. And in science, if you do not follow through with a PhD, you're just going to be someone's, well, not lab rat, but you're going to be someone's lab assistant, aren't you? You're going to be someone's lab assistant, and, and they're just going to take your credits. So so I, I switched over to uh, to foreign languages. That was French, Spanish, and some Russian, and, uh, um, and international relations uh, before I... Uh, studied marketing at Hadassah. Um, wow. Mazalto, yeah. look at you. Well, speaking of different languages, I would just like to announce everybody. So I've been living in Israel. Uh, I, I came here on September 13th, and um, I've been in Olpan since November. And Olpan is where uh, you have to learn, uh, you can enroll in class, and it's very intensive to learn the Hebrew language so you can assimilate uh, into Israeli culture. And let me tell you something. Um, Yaakov. Now, Yaakov, you speak fluent Hebrew. I know this, correct? Um, yes. You do. Yes. You do. You, I know for a fact you speak fluent Hebrew. And anyway, I am flunking Opon. <laughs> no. Yes. You can't How even can you flunk, flunk Opon. They don't even have an official grade grading system. That's right, because I'm a moron. That's how. And we have a, a midterm exam coming up in two weeks, and I'm, and I'm going to flunk. I, don't, I have no idea what's going on. The whole cl- I'm the only person who speaks English. The teacher only speaks Hebrew. I, I'm so, every time I leave that class, I go down a dark rabbit hole of depression. I, I, I start to cr- I, I cry all the time. The whole class is all Russians, so we, I can't even ask for help because they don't speak English. And uh, it's it's horrible. But I will tell you this, though, what's a beautiful uh, this this uh, Israel, the, the Hebrew language is a leftist, uh, a leftist um, libtard dream, because in Hebrew, he is she. <laughs> right. The, the Hebrew word who <laughs> is he uh, dog is fish. Fish is dog. I mean, everything is backwards and upside down. You can be whoever you want here. You could say, ah, oh, he is she. She is he. It, 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 it's so confusing. I have no idea. Who's on first? What's on second? Exactly. And and I'm, I get very lost and confused because I'm constantly when I try to say sentences and stuff, I'm always referring. If I speak to a female, I'm calling her a male. If I speak to a male, I, I, I present it like it's a female. And like there's certain inanimate objects in the Hebrew language that are male and female, like a table. I think a table is a female. How do they come up with this stuff? How do they say, yeah, the table has a female body parts. Um, a door is, is always a male. And, uh, and it, it, it's so confusing. I have no idea who is what. But I figured now that it's 2024, I mean, wh- why can't I just talk to everyone like they're a man? Who cares whether I speak to you, whether you're a man or a woman? You know what I'm saying. You know what I want. Why, why, why does everyone get so offended? I don't get it. I don't know. I guess you know, women don't like to be called men, and and men especially don't like to be called women for some reason. Strange. You know. You know what we need to arrange uh, for you, Steve. We need to arrange Russian ulpan for you. That way, you you can talk to your 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 colleagues in in regular ulpan. Well, I tell you, I'm gonna walk. I'm going to walk away uh, open learning Russian, not any Hebrew. And I and the and the teacher's constantly uh, speaking to me in Hebrew, and I'm like, what? What? Can you just speak in, to me in English? I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's what actually, well, in reverse, that's what um, a friend of mine's wife, my, my friend Melech's wife, um, th- that's what she did. She she made Aliyah from Russia, and um, she ended up in, oh, she didn't speak any English. She ended up in, in, in a midrashah, uh, in a, uh, f- a female seminary, 
um, in in Harnov in in Yerushalayim. But oh. and of course, Harnov is like almost all English speaking, uh, Anglophone, oh. and, um, and and so she ended up learning to speak English with a Brooklyn accent. Oh wow, interesting. <laughs> yes. Well, either way, I can barely speak English, I can't speak Hebrew, and I definitely can't pronounce the word Nova Kubashiak, Russia. Nova Kubashiak, Shivak. You know what's interesting? Let me tell you about my Russian teacher, okay? I learned in an autodidact fashion, right, on my own, that is to say, for like half half a year, and I had a few months of of private lessons. Then I took the second semester of of Russian, Okay. And <laughs> my, my teacher, uh, her name was Natalia Vaisevnev Shevchenko. She was half Russian, half Ukrainian. And um, and so, so one day she's telling us in the class, you know, you know, because because when she was little, when she was a child, she, she was in the Pioneeri, which is the the uh, the pioneers. It was a Soviet ch- children's group, right? Uh, and, and so anyway, so so she asked, class. What is this this individualism in America when a group is a good team? I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> gulag, gulag. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I want to start off. I found this. Uh, I actually, was someone sent me this story, which um, I think it was, since we're in day 86 of the war against Hamas, uh, I think I found a way for Israel to win the war and to just finish it completely and to destroy all of our enemies. Oh, you uh, did? So, you're, you're brilliant. Wow. Yes. Go. So you're genius. This, this comes, uh, someone sent me this article. Here's the title. It says, Women's Tears. Uh, <laughs> it says, Women's Tears, which has a chemical which diminishes male aggression. <laughs> <laughs> it says here, that a new study reveals that women's tears contains a chemical that significantly reduces aggression in men. And the study, which builds on known effects in rodents, <laughs> employed a two-person game designed to elicit aggressive behavior in men who unknown- unknowingly sniffed either women's tears or saline. So they're... <laughs> So women, when women cry, apparently we, we lose all our aggression and we just give in to everything they want. And, and I had a girlfriend like that who I always tried to break up with her. I tried to break up with her like 10 times. It was in high school. I was leaving for college. And I'm like, listen, I, I'm, we're going off to college. I don't think we should see any, uh, uh, you know, see uh, see each other anymore. We should we should date other people. And all of a sudden, she would start crying. She's like, "Oh God, Stephen, no, I, I love you." And I would just be like, "Oh, okay, we'll stay together." <laughs> it worked on you. I think uh, what all those all those pheromones and chemicals in her tears. That's right. And I think what they should do is take women and just stick them in Gaza and make them cry, and Hamas will just lose all their aggression and and give up. They'll say, "Please, please take your women back." That's right. It says here the results showed a dramatic forty percent drop in aggressive behavior, uh, corresponding decrease in brain activity and aggression related. Wow! Uh, wow! Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Well, uh, well, 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 forget that. The, the war will be over very soon. You know, very soon they'll say we really want to be friends. <laughs> exactly. It says here in the study, it says brain Im- imaging revealed the decreased activity in aggression related uh, regions when men sniffed women's tears. <laughs> Who's sniffing when a woman, when, if your girlfriend's crying, excuse me, oh, uh, hold on, I want to get close to your eyelids and 
I mean, it, this this obviously must have been uh, tested by Joe Biden because he loves to sniff <laughs> women's hair. Maybe maybe he was sniffing women's tears. <laughs> it works on him. <laughs> you, you know, I, I think we, we have to come up with a collection method, okay? Women's tears. And, and then what we need to do is we need to start some type of, you know, I don't know, a, a addictive drug. Get them in Gaza interested in, in, in this new drug. You know, just don't tell them it's women's tears. That's all. Yeah, they just you just bottle women's tears. You can inject it, and you can just inject, kinda, it, snip it. I- inject it into people, uh, into your enemy, and they'll just uh, you know turn into a woman. <laughs> Their aggression will just stop, and we'll win the war. All we have to do is just take a bunch of crying women and stick them in Gaza. <laughs> <laughs> is that not the most bizarre thing? That would be that would be our secret weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, women's tears. Oh! Come on out of that tunnel. Oh, God, I'm so upset. (laughs) Remember remember when you did uh, uh, Out of Bait Gimmel, ABC, (laughs) five years ago and six months ago? Don't you remember? Um, Well, yeah, yeah, I kind of do, but I I thought we were over that. I thought we got through that and solved that. Well, apparently the answer is in women's tears. All you have to do is sniff it, and uh, our and men's aggression levels go down forty percent. Hi, oh, who would have thought? Who would have thought, right? Um, so speaking of women's tears, so yesterday I had to uh, I, I took the day off. I did not go to Olpan to Hebrew class. Uh, I had to go. You to played the, hooky. I played hooky. You know why? Because I had to go to the rabbinate. Now, if ah. people, the head rabbinate here in Israel, it, well, at least here up in this area, I had to go to Netanya because I had to prove my Judaism. Do you believe that? Wow. So if they you really want to like check your fringes, huh? That's right. If you want to get married in Israel and you're an immigrant, you have to prove your Judaism. Now, although I made Aliyah and I had to prove my Judaism to get into the country, now if I want to marry a Jewish woman, they make it so difficult. And I went to the rabbinate. And you want to talk about women's tears. This was the most fascinating place ever because there's two types of people that are hanging out in the, in the, in the court. It's a court. And you walk into this room and all these head Jews are, are very high up on desks and I'm sitting on a low desk. So they're like above me and they're drilling me with questions. I mean, I it was like I had to pretty much like like I had to like take the corpse of my dead great grandmother to prove that I was Jewish. <laughs> I had to show them a picture of her of her headstone. I had to connect her to my grandmother to from my grandmother to my mother to me. And I had to have a letter from my rabbi back in America saying that I was a Jew and uh, he knows for a fact that I'm Jewish. And they were asking me all these questions. And meanwhile, but in the rabbinate, there's two types of people that go there, right? There's the people that want to get married and they're in love. And then there's the people who are crying women's tears because they're getting divorced. And you hear a lot of yelling and screaming. Oh, it's hysterical. <laughs> but they, they make it so difficult to, to, to get married in this country. And now I get a letter today from the rabbin and saying, yes, yes, uh, I got approved. I got the stamp of approval. They said, yes, he's a Jew. And they stamped a big red ink Jew on my paperwork. But now they're. They're sending, they're sending it off to the rabbinate. You got your proof of Jewishness. That's right. I did, but they're they're sending my my paperwork to to uh, Jerusalem, and now they're going to start investigating my rabbi. (laughs) Oh my gosh! On what charges? 
<laughs> they want to find. They want to make sure that he's. That, I don't know. I, I called him up and I'm like, "Hey, babe, listen, you're gonna get a knock on your door from the highest Jews in the Holy Land. They're gonna. They want to know if you're Jewish. So if they ask you about uh, Steve Miller, you better tell them that I'm not an Arab, babe. <laughs> Just to be sure, Arab in disguise. <laughs> that's right. So uh, that's what I did yesterday. And uh, it's just funny that, um, you know, how, how, how difficult it is and, uh, you know, to get married in this uh, wow. country. They, they want to they wanna make sure that you're Jewish. But, oh, my God, I had to go through the ringer. I had to, you know, show dead pictures of my grandmother, my great-grandmother. And, oh, God, these guys are sick. <laughs> oh, oh. You, you know what? I, I, I've heard about these uh, situations where, um, okay, um, now, now, now think about this. I've heard that, that some people have had problems like kind of proving their Jewishness to get a divorce. They, they, excuse me? I've actually heard of a few, a few situations, not a, 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 a lot, but some, uh, right. of situations where, where they sort of had to, uh, to prove their Jewishness to get divorced. But it's like, ah. wait, wait, wait a second, didn't, uh, didn't I, I mean, I'm saying I in, in their place uh, hey didn't i already go through the ringer to prove my jewishness in order to get into this relationship in order right. to get married right mr I rabbi know. i know and I, I i said to them i'm like first of all you want to you, you i said you want to prove that i'm jewish why don't you just throw me in the middle of a pro hamas rally <laughs> that'll prove that i'm jewish <laughs> God forbid. God forbid. I got, I, I've got anti-Semites. I have anti-Semites that, uh, you know, tell me uh, what a horrible Jew I am every day. But then I've, I come to Israel and I got to prove to the uh, the head Jews uh, in the rabbinate that I am Jewish. They don't believe I'm a Jew, but the anti-Semites, they call me dirty Jew. <laughs> you could use that as evidence. Yeah, really? Well, that's what I told them. I said, just, you know, throw me in a throw me in a Hamas rally. You'll see I'm really Jewish. You know, the Jew haters know I'm a Jewish, but not the rabbis in Israel. I don't get it. Holding in Israel. Welcome to Israel. <laughs> God forbid, throw you in a Hamas rally and, and, you know, they start pelting you. You know, God forbid the whole crowd like they did to some uh, poor, uh, uh, poor Jewish uh, man uh, a few days ago in New York City. What would you say? I said, God forbid that they should start pelting you, uh, 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 you know, uh, start start uh, showing you their their um, their knuckles, you know, uh, uh -huh. like they did to, to some poor Jewish passerby or the, a few days ago at, uh, at basically the genocide of Jews uh, rally. Yeah, it was oh, is, going on and oh, is that, is that going, the, is going that, through the neighborhood, that, you know, I mean, going along on his business, you know. Is that the title of the rally? Hey, come on down to the uh, genocide of Jews rally starting at 9 a.m. We'll be serving well, uh, sauerkraut that's and hot dogs. I, that's what I call them, Stephen, because let's be honest, that's what it's all about. I know. That's what those people are, are, are there rallying for, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But that's okay. You know, that's okay. We, you know, we got their card. We, we understand what they're all about. Right. Well, listen, you know, uh, it, it's all good. Oh, our producer wants to make sure she tells me, the, the rabbis are doing their job, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I know they are. It's fine. It's fine. It's just funny that, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just funny how they, uh, you know, now they're investigating my rabbi. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then they're going to have to investigate his rabbi. That's right. And they want to connect to make sure. How do we know you're a rabbi? You know, you know, they're going to start investigating his rabbi and his rabbi and his rabbi in an unbroken chain uh, right. down to Mount Sinai. That's right. Now, on our last week's show, we talked about how you're single. Are you still single? 
Um, well, yes, I did not get married and divorced. While that's technically possible, I am still single. Okay. Well, here, I've got a story for you. Now, look, I was thinking about you all week, and I read this story, and I thought about you because you're my buddy. And, uh, and I said, you know, if this guy, if we can't hook him up with a nice Jewish girl, find him a nice girl. Um, here's an article, and I think here's an alternative for you. Here's the, uh, here's the title. It says, I'm head over heels in love with an oak tree. <laughs> <laughs> So if you, look, look, Stephen, I, I love nature, but you know, well, not, not that much. <laughs> well, you don't have to go for an oak tree, but I can. I know a good pine tree that I can hook you up with if you want. <laughs> but, well, I don't um, know. I, I, I might start pining for my ex. Well, hi, oh! It says Uh-oh. here, uh, this woman. Uh, this is a true story. I'm not making this up. Um, it says a self-proclaimed. Um, Ecosexual. This is what they're calling her. I don't know. Ecosexual. It okay. Says, right. It says uh, took nature loving to the extreme after becoming infatuated with an oak tree, uh, which she says fills her uh, natural energy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just going <laughs> to keep it at that. It says. I um, say, whoa, Stephen. Whoa. Okay. Her, her name is Sonia Samayonova. <laughs> She's probably from no, Russia. <laughs> she she might she might be from Novi uh, Novi Buyushchevsk. That's right. Uh, she's 45 years old. Uh, she has a tree fetish. <laughs> well, oh, really? No, yeah, she, you don't say. She says she finds nature romantic, sensual, sexy. And um, anyway, uh, she says that when she, you know, she spends time with this tree, the tree doesn't talk back to her. The tree gives her everything she needs, unlike a man. Ay, ay, ay. She said, okay. "I was." She well, says, I, I, "I mean, I wonder what uh, what planted that idea in her head." I don't know. She said, "I was walking uh, on a nature fruit. path near near her house five days a week, every day, and then uh, you know she loves nature, and then she noticed a connection with a tree, and she goes, I would lie against it, and then every day I'd go back there.' <laughs> I tell you one thing: I think she's barking up the wrong tree, babe. <laughs> I think so, but nevertheless, it took root." Ah, hi oh! <laughs> and there's a picture of her leaning against the tree and with a nice photo op. She's wearing like a nice white dress. <laughs> she goes, it, it, I fe- it, it, It's like a centerfold picture. Yeah. She goes, the presence I feel with the tree is what I'm looking for. But, you know, that's just a fantasy with a person. She goes, I, ha- I, 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 I don't know. I can't even go into this. I can't even believe this. Someone actually, whoever the uh, journalist who got assigned this uh, story must be like, low man on the totem pole at the uh, at the newspaper <laughs> oh my gosh she, she would be wonderful fodder I would say that she would be wonderful fodder for psychologists and well especially psychiatrists right you know to examine except nowadays with all wokeism I mean that's probably they'll, they'll be like uh, you know creating some great supports for it for why she should be with a tree well anyway if you can't find a woman uh, why don't you just go out with a tree or a bush I mean come on Everybody needs love. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I guess I guess they, should, they wouldn't be talking back. <laughs> That's right. Um, anyway, do did you have a good New Year's? Did you go out? What did you do? Oh no, no, I, I didn't honor uh, the Gregorian uh, New Year's. I, I'm sorry. Did I offend you, Stephen? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I actually, um, I actually did some some. Just banal household chores, 
um, et cetera, et cetera. And I, uh, I, I, I read a little, just a few, few pages of my new book, Homo Mysticus. Homo Mysticus by the, the great uh, rabbi of blessed memory, um, Jose Faor. Um, and what it is, it's, it's a guide. It's a guide, actually, to the Guide to Perplexed by, by Rambam. Oh, boy. You're getting into, you're getting into a, an area where our listeners probably have no idea what you're talking about. You might as well be speaking Russian. You read a Torah book. That's, that's good. That's fine. I was in bed by 9.45. Uh, it's fascinating because here in Israel, no one is, uh, New Year's Eve was not, uh, no one, there was no New Year's Eve. It's not like in America where they're celebrating the ball drops in New York. Everyone's having parties. No one cares. It's just a work day. So I found that kind of fascinating. Um, but the reason why I asked this is I have a story here. Uh, here's an article because most people, when they go out on New Year's, they, they overdrink. And even if they go out anyway and drink, especially if you're single like yourself, it says here, uh, it says um, the cause. You ever hear the term beer goggles? Oh, yes. <laughs> so it says there's an article here that scientists are, are uh, cause the cause behind beer goggles is debunked by scientists. Researchers, researchers find that while alcohol impairs face symmetry detection, it does not influence judgment of attractiveness. Um, and it says that scientists have debunked the theory that beer goggles uh, effect is due to drinkers finding someone more attractive because their face appears more symmetrical under the influence. Uh, it says here. Oh. It says. Uh, <laughs> it, says it says researchers from the University of Portsmouth. <laughs> Never heard of that school. Question: Ninety nine men <laughs> and and women and women between the ages of eighteen and sixty two in a pub. They did this test in a pub while they were drunk <laughs> to test how people rate looks. Uh, how people rate looks after a few drinks. But the study published. Uh, found that uh, while alcohol did impair face symmetry detection, it did not influence judgment of attractiveness. Um, so the term beer goggles has been used for decades to describe when a person finds themselves attracted to someone while intoxicated but not sober. Um, so basically, so basically, that, this this is totally pulls the rug out out of their excuse or whatever. Yeah, that's right. But before that, they would say, "Well, you know what? I, I look." How did I end up with? I, well, I don't know. I had beer goggles. I was wearing beer goggles. That's right. That's right. Uh, but I love the whole idea of face symmetry. They want to make sure that the eyes, you know, the face symmetry, that it affects face symmetry, that alcohol does that. So, like, basically, if you see someone with, like, you know, one eye could be lower than the other, one eyebrow higher than the other, they're just pretty much deformed. <laughs> That's the alcohol. <laughs> but then you still, uh, you know, get their phone number and go out with them. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was kind of an interesting, uh, an interesting uh, news article to but, talk but, but, do, do, do on you New call, Year's. Do you call them back. What? But do they? Uh, do you call them back? Call what back? I don't know your your date for the night that you found. But be debunking. They say there's no such thing. So if you're if you if you're with an ugly woman, you're just you're with an ugly woman. You can't blame it on the beer. It's your fault. You have to take responsibility of who you're with. <laughs> have you ever been with an ugly woman? Have you ever went on a date? With, Sorry, what's Have you ever went on a date with a woman that was, you know, after you, 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 in in a certain light, she looked really attractive, and then, you know, and then, you know, and then, and then you realize, oh my God, she's not as attractive as I thought she was. 
And, you know, you had to you spent the you went out with her on a date. You ever go out with a woman that you weren't really attracted to? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when the, the restaurant turned the lights on. Ah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and and then I I just uh, you know I mean I I felt kind of bad but you know I mean you know what what can you do so I just you know politely you know thanked her for for her time thank her right. for her time and uh, you know and that that was that oh interesting okay all right um, well here here's an article that I think you would uh, find interesting this this I find kind of scary it says here uh, there's a company claims it will replace humans on TV with AI-generated anchors. So in the future, now that it's 2024, everybody, we're, you're not going to have uh, your news anchor anymore. It's going to be a computer-generated uh, pers- human being or someone that's going to be like a human being um, giving you the news. What do you think about that? Um, I'm going to go with predictable. That was predictable. I mean... You know, I, I mean, I think that they, they can actually, you know, uh, basically create a lot of more fake news and, uh, ah. and, and propaganda that way much more easier. I mean, you know, at, at the speed of uh, uh, of computer processing, you know. OK, well, here's this is this comes out of Los Angeles. You're in California. It says here that Channel One, an L.A.-based news channel hoping to launch in the near future, is planning to introduce AI news anchors. These AI-generated anchors, set to debut as early as February on ad-supported streaming platforms like Crackle. Never heard of Crackle before. Tubi and Pluto. Oh, my God. Um, it represents <laughs> a significant shift in news broadcast. News broadcast. Uh, News broadcasting. It says the AI anchors are created using a blend of digital doubles and animated faces designed to mimic real human behavior and expressions. Except there is a problem they've found. It says, however, despite their naturalistic hand gestures, a closer examination reveals that a number of irregularities like like longer fingers and more than fine fingers on each hand. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, that's a little creepy factor there. Well, they have six or seven fingers. Right, so your newscaster will have really long fingers like E.T., and they'll have like six or seven fingers. That's just the small they, – they, they don't have the technology quite down, but they don't care. They're still going to put them on the TV. Uh, it says here, additionally, while the AI anchor's eyes blink, they lack emotional expression, giving a somewhat vacant look. So it's basically nothing's changed. You know, an anchor still gives the Nothing news. whatsoever. What's new, Stephen? <laughs> I know. It's like every newscast for now. That sounds very convincing. They're just like the real ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I found that to be hysterical. It says these factors, coupled with their ability to read news in multiple languages, um, including Greek and Tamil. I never heard of Tamil. Uh, they've raised concerns it's an about Indian the Indian language. Oh, okay. Look how smart smart you are. Uh, They've raised concerns about the authenticity and emotional depth of AI delivered news. They're also now if if there's a now if they can create an AI, you know, newscaster with seven fingers that are extra elongated like E.T. phone home, phone home. I mean, then, of course, like you just said, they can create a fake news. They can create a war when there's not a war. It's very frightening, actually. They could do that now, I think. I, I saw this, you know what, if I just segue, uh, I saw this scary video where um, they actually sampled the newscast uh, from this one story, and it was very ironic, but also creepy at the same time. 
um, they started playing and adding more newscasts, more newscasts from different, um, a few national and, and and then the rest, all these local news, regional news stations, these newscasters talking. And they kept uh, adding them in the video. But guess what? They were speaking in sync. And these oh, were yeah. not. I've seen, that. I've seen that. I've seen that. That went right? around. Yeah, that was that went around a couple of years ago. Yeah, they're all controlled. Yeah, but you know, in this in this AI news, they said that they're gonna have the sportscasters like when they when they go, hey Bob, uh, we're gonna go to Bob for sports. It's actually Bob is just gonna be a blow up doll. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna well, be blowing well, him up. Like and he's, just... he's full of hot air. That's that's right. Like in the movie Airplane, when they uh, when did you see the movie Airplane? I've watched uh, all classic uh, comedies from Airplane to History of the World Part One by Mel Brooks. Right, they uh, the 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 co-pilot, the automatic pilot, was just a, a blow-up doll. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. <laughs> that's going to be the that's going to be the sportscaster. They they don't have a budget for for more than two AI news newscasters, so it's just going to be a blow-up doll. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's if they're low budget. Yeah. Um, so, 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 so there's a, there's an interesting article here. Uh, holy moly, Batman! Holy moly! A sniffer dog helps rediscover a rare mole. A so rare mole? there's this picture of a mole. I don't know if you've ever seen what a mole looks like, but yeah, the oh. mole is blind. You can't see any eyes. Okay. It's just a little furry thing with with a snout uh, sticking out. Right. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, and so uh, it was believed to be extinct for ninety years. And, uh, and and so what they did is, uh, well, first of all, there was a dog that sort of sniffed out the mole. I, I'm not sure if that's code for Biden or not, though. I, you know, I'm not sure, you know, but because they could use Biden's sniffer, I'm sure. But oh, anyway. yeah. There's the dog named Joe Biden because he's a great sniffer. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, <laughs> excuse me. Um, oh, why are you sniffing my ear, my neck, Mr. Biden? Um, so. So anyway, so so then they confirmed it with eDNA. What what is eDNA? It's environmental DNA. We have gotten to the point now where we can tell what's going on in an environment even without seeing the living thing, the animal. Okay, um, and the sensitivity and sequencing of the DNA is so sensitive. How sensitive is it? Well, I'll tell you. Thank you for asking. Um, it, it is. It is. Um, Environmental DNA, they just take a sample and then they can sequence all the DNA that's found. And so when they did that, they found the DNA of this creature, of this mole, that that they believed was extinct for the past 90 years since 1936. The last time they saw the mole. I I, I mean, it's like, you know, Groundhog Day for the mole, you know. Well, then it wasn't extinct. (laughs) (laughs) No, exactly. They were wrong. They were wrong. Hey, we have three new listeners Yakov, let's say hello to Turkey, Chile, and South Africa. Happy New hey, Year! Hey, hey, Turkey! I can only say two, two words in Turkish, and that is Sijaksu, which means hot water. Uh, which is a good thing, I'm, <laughs> which is a good thing I, I, I'm not married, because I'd probably be in Sijaksu a lot. Sijaksu, that's all you know in Turkish, is hot water. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I did not date a Turkish woman. Oh my God, that's so funny! Hot water. Although I, I, so I suppose that you know, if I really wanted to say something really nice to her, I could call her my Turkish delight. Oh, isn't that nice? Um, okay, here's a cute little story. Um, it says here a California man. Did you hear this story? Because you're out in California. California man fends off a 500 pound black bear with a paintball gun. 
Did you ever play paint? Did you ever play paintball? I, I did, and, and you know what? When you get hit by a paintball, that smarts. That hurts. <laughs> well, apparently this bear was squatting, and Holmes, <laughs> he's a squatter. <laughs> he, he's a squatter. <laughs> well, it says a, it says a northern California. I would be afraid is... that he soiled my my lawn. That's right. It says here a northern California oh, man fertilized my lawn. Sorry. That's okay. It says a Northern California man who documents his city's black bear population has made headlines with a shocking video showing himself fending off a huge one <laughs> that was squatting under a house with just a, a paintball gun. One. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm squatting. <laughs> he fended off a, a huge one. He got That's lucky. Right. He did. Um, anyway, it says here in a video taken on December 26th, uh, it could be seen. Uh, the bear can be seen climbing into an opening to a crawl space underneath a local home. Armed, uh, he can be the man can be seen climbing into a small crawl space underneath a home armed with just a paintball gun. He disappears, and the sound of the paintball gun firing off eight times can be heard. And then the hulking bear then exits the structure and runs off. And the guy just says, "Good boy, good boy." Says to says to someone off camera, and he says, "Oh yeah, he's five hundred pounds easy. That's a that's a big one. <laughs> Just the bare necessities, the bare necessities." Yeah, poor Smokey the Bandit, or Smokey the Bear. I'm sorry. He was he was smoking a he was smoking a smoking a smoking a joint. A doobie. He was smoking a doobie. He was smoking a joint. You, you know, yeah. you know, marijuana is uh, you know, it's legal in California. So. I know. That's good. Right? You know, you know, you don't, you know, you didn't have to like, you know, lie and say, you know, it's for medicinal purposes. You just say, hey, I like to get high. You're like, hey, man, there's a 500 pound bear in my house. Give me your paint gun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, yo, boo boo, let's steal us a pick in the basket. Anyway, this is a bizarre story here. We'll run through this quickly because this is speaking of bears and furry animals. It says here. Uh, this comes from the New York Post. I'm a teacher by day and a furry by night. <laughs> Here's why you shouldn't judge me. Did you hear about people like this? They like to. It says here uh, a Salt Lake City school teacher is speaking out about her true passion being a furry. Do you know what that is? Oh my gosh, I, I am ashamed to say that I know what a furry is, but not from firsthand experience. All right, good. It says here uh, when she's not helping shaping the next generation in the classroom. Uh, uh, she dress uh, twenty. She's twenty-two years old. Dresses up in a homemade costume and identifies as Dutch Angel Dragon. She dresses up as a. She's a dragon. She's a, a dragon, dragon furry. A dragon furry, and her name is Dutch Angel. You know, uh, her partner, her uh, Dutch Angel's um, uh, brother, is actually a Dutch Oven Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch Oven Dragon. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I I think she's just baked. Yeah. It says here uh, she, uh, with an interview. You know, she, uh, she's having some of that California marijuana, I think. You know. I don't know what this girl's on. She says, furries famously enjoy dressing up as cartoonish animals, sometimes uh, as a fetish, but more often just as a fun escape. I like to be, I like to be Dutch the Angel Dragon for fun. It says, th this is what's scary. Listen to this. It's estimated that at least 250,000 people in the United States identify as furries. Are you kidding me? 250,000? Yeah. That, that's huge. Those, uh, that, that is a lot of mental illness. And let me tell you something. They're all the same people who are still wearing masks from COVID. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, well, like, like I, I heard that uh, they're coming out with this new product for uh, people. Hello, if you were one of those people wearing a mask in the car alone, well, then we have a new product for you. It is the the outside seatbelt. So you can walk oh, through the park with an outside seatbelt. That's right. I know plenty of people who would love to do that. Oh, I God. mean, you, you never know. <laughs> you got you got to get out of the United States. The mental illness there, Yakov. You got to come back home. You got to get out of there because the next thing you know, you're going to be you're going to be you know dating a, a a pine tree dressed up as a as a Dutch oven dragon. <laughs> uh, Stroke, stroking the tree, going nice tree, nice tree. Be nice to me. All right. Anyway, All right. this is why and this this article here says this is why Las Vegas weddings could hit a new record on New Year's Eve. For better or for worse, a wave of couples saying I do in Las Vegas on New Year's Eve could set a new record for the city's busiest. It's a busiest wedding day of over uh, ever. Excuse me. Uh, apparently it is New Year's Eve. Um, and why do you think that is? I mean, you know, just like we we're talking about before, New Year's Eve is known for getting schnockered, right? For you know, for drinking yeah. a lot, you know, and, and and used to be having the excuse of wearing beer goggles, but now, now you can get married to your beer goggled uh, date. <laughs> well, you know, now that it's 2024, they should they can get drunk, uh, dress up as. Uh, Dutch oven the uh, dragon, go to the rabbinate and try to prove that they're Jewish so they can marry a tree. Hi-oh! Oh! <laughs> you, see, you, like, you like that, Yakov? You like how I put it all together, eh? I, I love how, how you, you succinctly, uh, you know, disseminate, you basically distilled every little element of, of what we spoke about, and then you put it all in one, one spiel. That's it's right. amazing set. Amazing set, Stephen. That's right. In, in the world of comedy, that's called a callback. <laughs> a callback, exactly. That, that is one of that is one of the uh, uh, the golden techniques of comedy. That's right. Um, anyway, listen. Before we get out of here, is there anything that you'd like to say to wish wish our listeners on um, you know 2024? Everyone in Turkey and Chile and Russia and Germany and Ireland wish wish the people of Ireland a happy New Year. What, what's your blessing, Yakov? I, I hate from Kirk. I hate from Kirk. Did you know? <laughs> so, so in case anyone didn't know, Kirk is the Irish pronunciation for Cork. You know, okay. for the city of Cork. Okay. Um, anyway, I just want to wish everyone a happy Gregorian uh, New Year of 2024 and that it should be better than 2023 and they should have all the blessings of health and happiness and to have a good laugh once in a while. Just lighten up. Hey, oh, way to plug the show. And if you want to see any backlog shows on Lighten Up, you can go on the website, Israel, uh, IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and put in the show Lighten Up. And there's the, the, the two years' worth of shows. You can listen to any show you want. If we have quite a catalog. Um, anyway, well, I would like to give a little uh, inspiring hope for anyone who's feeling down or maybe was alone during the holidays. This is, this is uh, that I want to share that exactly a year ago today, a year ago today, I sat with my, at the time, my wife and my children, and we were telling my children that we, that we were getting a divorce. This was a year ago today, on New Year's Day, we told my children that mommy and daddy are getting a divorce. And from there, it was God turned my life upside down and brought me into such spiritual darkness. He humbled me. He crushed my life. And it was horrible experience. 
horrible. Oy I mean, day. it, oy, it, it oy, was oy, it was oy, terrible. Oy, oy. But here is the greatest thing about how God... terrible was it? Hayo, it was so bad. Uh, no, it was it was awful. But let me. This is what I'm gonna. Uh, my point being is New Year's that... resolution: getting divorced. <laughs> the point is that and you always got to keep the faith and have hope because now a year later, look at this. Now, uh, if you would have told me uh, last year at that time that I would be living in Israel and I'd be going to the rabbinate to try to get to prove my Judaism so I can get married again, uh, you I would never believe it. I'd say, what are you nuts? What are you nuts? Uh, yeah, my life, you, my you, life you, was you in shambles. I'd be partaking of, the, of that California marijuana. That's right. God, God can just change everything on a dime, and He can also do it on reverse. So don't rest on your laurels, and uh, don't uh, think that everything is great because He can also create the opposite and 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 make your whole life miserable. But He humbled me, He crushed me, and then He slowly built me up. And now look, and it's just so. If you're out there and you're and you're and you're going through a divorce or whatever you're going through, don't worry, don't lose hope because God will change your life and. You know, in an instant, things will just turn around, and it's all because he is in control. So I want to wish everyone uh, a happy 2024, no matter what's going on in your life. Don't give up hope. You know, don't worry, because in a month, a day, a year, your life can completely turn around, and you can just not even you'll laugh at the misery that you were in before and that's what i do i just laugh at my misery <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful steven thank thank you so much i i hope the listeners really appreciate that that was really beautiful what, the, what you, you shared with them and inspiring in fact we should call you now rabbi steven Mil miller Shlita. <laughs> That's right. I should sit on the rabbinate. Anyway, so uh, thank you, uh, 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 Yaakov, for um, joining me today. And thank you to all our listeners. And uh, Shavuot Tov. And have a sweet new year. A blessed week and a sweet new year. <laughs> <laughs>